You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hey guys, it's Mike here, and I wanted to tell you about the X-Man Podcast. The X-Man Podcast is hosted by Doc Coyle. Doc isn't a superhero, though. He's a quitter. He's the ex-guitar player for metal band God Forbid. Through his show, Doc takes you through his emotional and mental journey as a 30-something dealing with challenging life transitions. His conversations with musicians, creatives, and industry professionals about their personal tribulations serves as a mutual therapy session to ask a fundamental question. What do you do when the main thing that defines you ceases to exist? Listen and find out more about the X-Man at www.doccoil.net. Or, of course, you can always find out about this show and many others at jabberjobmedia.com. Thanks. Hi, I'm Mike Mowry, president of Outer Loop Management. My team and I have been helping our musicians release their albums and EPs to get the biggest first week sales possible. And our strategies work. We consistently get first week debuts on the billboard charts, leading to greater opportunities for my clients. Great tours, great media coverage, and great industry attention. For the first time ever, I'm going to show you how I do it. Go to outerloopcoaching.com to learn more and register now for Release It Right, my online webinar on July 22nd, or Unleash It Right on July 22nd as well as July 29th. Put in the code MENTALPOD5, all caps and all one word, and I will give you $5 off the price of either webinar, and I will give this show $5 as well. So you'll be supporting Blasco and me while also supporting your own career. Again, go to outerloopcoaching.com and use the code MENTALPOD5 to get $5 off either Release It Right on July 22nd or Unleash It Right on July 22nd and 29th. Peace. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. Yes, the struggle is real, my friends, but let us help you uncover some of the mystery that is this challenging business of rock and roll. I am your host. Mr. Blasco, and I am excited to be here today. As always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, a record label owner, fellow artist manager, and perpetual life coach, Mr. Mike Mowry. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Recording here July 5th, 2017, right after the holiday. Did you have a good one, my friend? I did, but you know, the day's off, man. Like, they, they, not that... You know, as a as a business owner of you know artists, there is no such thing really as a day off. But the industry is off, so the emails kind of slow down, except from you know, except from your guys. But from the industry, you get pummeled a lot less. But you know, so so you think to yourself, oh man, I got four days off, like I can get like a bunch of extra things done. 
and then that four days goes by so fast and you actually accomplish none of that extra personal stuff you thought you were going to do. Yeah, it is relatively incredible sometimes, but did you get at least one uh, one good bit of uh, rest and relaxation or, or anything? I did. I, I get up and then, you know, I'm able to feed the cats and then go back to sleep for a little bit. So <laughs> that, that was that was nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, in the last episode, we talked about the costs and expenses associated with being in a brand new touring band. That was a fun episode, so check it out if you haven't already. This week, I found a pretty cool article on musicclout.com written by Carlos Castillo called Defining Success and How to Achieve It with a Career in Music. As always, we will include any relevant links to the author and the article in the show notes. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Fuck it, let's just dig into it. It starts with this. The first requirement for being successful in anything is to define what success means to you. That is one of the biggest challenges musicians face today. There is no standard to follow. It's not like going to college where there is a defined set of measurable parameters. You attend classes, you pass exams, you write papers, and after completing all of the requisite steps, you succeed in earning your degree. That's an ideal scenario where you can demonstrate that you are making progress and therefore retain the ever so important support of your friends and family. Unfortunately, the pathway to a career in music isn't so cut and dry. So, How do you turn music into a viable option as a legitimate career choice and convince your friends and family, and more importantly yourself, that you can and are succeeding? Here are a few traits that you need to embody if you are going to go against the grain and make music your full-time income. Number one, avoid self-deprecation. Always remember that you are your own worst critic. When you are in front of other people, the last thing you want to do is feed their beliefs that you can't make it as a musician. Yeah, I mean, that is such an appropriate first number there. And it's one that, you know, I struggle with actually myself, you know, and and do have to remind myself that things are going well because you are the one, you know, you're the only one that can see inside of you know, your own battle plan and know whether you're hitting all the marks or whether you're missing some of the marks. And yeah, I think it is. It's just such a challenging thing. And for a lot of the artists that I work with, some of them are really, really, you know, good at avoiding that stuff. They're always great at putting a positive spin on things to the outside world. And and some of them, you know, they open up to people like presumably, you know, me and you when, you know, when they're facing some of these challenges. What has been your experience with that? Well, I mean, Look, I want to I want to back up for a second here in the first sentence where he's talking about defining what success means to you. And I and I always suggest this uh, in that, look, if you want to be in music, your first priority defining your success should be in how much music that you make, not how much money, not out of the get go. Right. Like if, if you want to make music for a living, 
then your focus has to be on music and define your success and your progress and how much music you make, how often you have time to write, how, you know, how many songs you're writing, how, you know, do you, did you put a band together? Do you even need a band? Uh, are you rehearsing? Are you doing gigs? Right? Like the more that you're doing that, the more that you can measure your progress, right? Money will come. I, like I'm confident to, to tell you that money will come if your focus is on the music and you're measuring your progress on the music only. Don't get all worked up about the money yet. And also too, my best suggestion is if you're thinking that the music business is a place for you to turn a quick buck, you gotta like not think that way. Like that's, that's, this is not a good business to get into as a get-rich-quick scheme. No, I agree. I think that that's a really good way for, for you to present that, you know, to artists. And for those of us like myself who, you know, I'm not an artist uh, and haven't been for a very long time, but, you know, as a guy that was managing a handful of artists that, to the industry, I think we're doing very well. You know, what wasn't coming in to me and my company was, you know, a large monetary return. And I found that very, very challenging and very frustrating because I didn't really know any other way to manage success. And it kind of got in my head a little bit. And I started talking with, um, you know, someone, it may have been like a business coach or a life coach. And this was the first step that we went through. And I hadn't ever really thought that, you know, I had to reframe, you know, what success was. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, as far as the managerial side of things or the other things that we're doing, you know, you, you joke that I'm the perpetual life coach, but you know, a huge part of what I had to start to look at was, yeah, what are all these amazing accomplishments that we've been able to do with and for our artists? And, you know, frankly, even though still to this date, I don't think the money is quite added up with the effort put in. I've been able to really help a lot of great young people aspire, you know, and achieve a lot of wonderful things as bands. And that in and of itself is a very rewarding um, experience and feeling. Number two, show no fear. Confidence is key. That's how you accomplish the impossible. The fear will always be there. Once you know that, you can choose not to let it control you. I mean, this guy is on point. I mean, you want to talk about some real great tools that you've got to accomplish and and figure out how to to control while you're you know while you're trying to make it and whatever make it means you know while you're defining your own success you got to have a tool set in your mind that allows you to to be in control of it you know your thoughts many of us you know your thoughts do they creep in that doubt that worry the all of the things that are really just thoughts and yeah if you've got that that set of skills to push those thoughts away and move the you know the thoughts of i can do this and what will it look like once i have done this to the forefront of your mind there's no holding you back so what a what a great point absolutely i agree and um you know f from my own standpoint like i feel like whether it's been my, you know, quote unquote success as a musician, as well as the musicians that I've, you know, brought, you know, helped build their careers. I feel like there was a very similar trait in myself, as well as these other people of 
that there was no there was no second thought, right? I mean, of course, there's always doubt and fear, but it never it never was something like it was always something that was brought up, like oh my god, like what if or whatever. But it was a fleeting thing that had to be brought up just so that you could get it out of your system. But myself and other people that that I've I've worked with, the successful ones, I've always noticed that there was a a, a you know a zero like a, a, a finite focus on their career, right? Like nothing got in the way and they would sacrifice and do anything that it would take to to get them there. And there was no fear. You know, there was no fear in myself as well as these other people. Yeah, and I mean, I think a huge part of that is, you know, when you when you mention it like that, it almost seems not easy, but it's like, you know, it, it's almost like you didn't you didn't get to make a choice. This path in life, you know, it found you and there was no holding you back from doing that. And because of that, it really, you know, that's where the, the, your mind plays such amazing games because when negative thoughts do creep up, if you, if there is no other choice, then you find the ways to move around them as quickly as possible. And for everyone, they come up for some people more than others, of course. But yeah, I just think it's, it's really good point here. Yeah. Moving us into number three, be authentically confident. In the business world, they say, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. It is because of the peripheral psychological effect that comes with dressing and acting the part to which you aspire. The same thing goes for music. You want to be a rock star? Then start acting like one. Maintain your performance persona from the moment you walk in the door until the last embers of the after party die out. The trick here is that you have to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you start with this one, actually. Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, man, this is a, this is a deep subject. And on one hand, I, I do believe with you want to be a rock star and start acting like one because I can echo that by saying – I wanted to be a manager, so I just started acting like one. You know what I mean? And in in that, I didn't I didn't go to the store and buy a, a suit jacket and a button up shirt and fancy shoes and start walking around looking like other guys. You know what I mean? Like I I I, I didn't do that, but I started putting in the work, right? And I started putting in the work that comes along with being a manager. Now, over time, that grew into something. So you shouldn't take this so literally in that I want to be a rock star, so I'm going to wear sunglasses at night and throw TVs out of hotel windows. <laughs> like, that's not what this is being said here. On one hand, it's it's a mindset. On the other hand, like, and I think I've said this before, it's like, you kind of got to look inside and be uh, honest with yourself. Because it's like, you know, a rock star is a, is a big big word, right? And like, I don't consider myself a rock star, even though I play bass in a hugely successful rock stars band. You know what I mean? Like, I'm realistic in that I play bass in his band, but by default, that that does not make me a rock star. You know what I mean? Like, I can still go to the store and be not recognized, whereas he can't, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and stuff. So, but there was always a thing inside of me that told me that I could do this. Right. Like there, there was and there and, and I always made sure that it was my focus. If anything, my success is attributed a lot to that, to where I was committed 
to I was committed to doing what I wanted to do. I was committed to doing what my life's passion was. And I didn't let outside factors uh, hinder that and get in the way. I think that had a lot to do with it. But it's it's a matter of like just to me, it's like it's not so much being a rock star, I think, as much as it's as it's being committed and being professional. That's how I would sort of give an analogy for this one. Yeah, I don't know. In hearing you talk about it, and this is why I wanted you to go first, was nothing immediately popped up that I felt you know really confident in saying. But I think a huge part of it to me is just be genuine. You know, it's like. I do remember, I don't remember which band this was, but I do remember like a while ago, I think when I first started managing bands, there was a band who they would never roll up, you know, they were touring in a van and they would never roll up to the venue like in their kind of like street clothes. They didn't want people to see them getting out and unloading their gear in, you know, their whatever, their gym shorts and t-shirt that felt comfortable to them while they were traveling in the van. They always made sure that shortly before they got into town, you know, they would stop and they weren't, you know, getting into makeup or anything, but they just, they came in and they acted the part. And so I do think that, you know, the fact that I can't remember who it is probably means that they didn't go on to have great success or maybe they did. Um, (laughs) But inevitably, that's the type of thing that I think he's talking about. And I do. I think that that works in a lot of ways. It doesn't mean, you know, rock star is such a weird term in this day and age. You know, I think it's almost a bit of like a lost, <laughs> a lost calling or a lost, you know, uh, I don't even know what the word is, you know, position for someone. But more or less, I mean, I think he says it, the, the part that, you know, we've gotten bold here says be authentically confident. And that's, you know, when you are out there and you're facing the public, you want to make sure that you're at your best and, you know, really allowing that to shine through without being an egotistical asshole. I mean, be authentically genuine, be authentically you. There's nothing worse than someone that's putting on a costume because you can always kind of see right through it, right? People that people that are genuine and it's like, you know, you don't have to fit into some stereotype of of what a rock star is. I mean, there's especially this day and age, you know what I mean? Like John Mayer is a rock star, you know? And um he's not you know, it's like you don't have to look like a member of Motley Crue from 1983 to be a rock star, you know? So I I think it's a matter of you know, making sure that you're authentic as as to who you are and, and what you want to be. That's that's you know, that's a strong message that I would pull out of this. Yeah. Um, number number four, welcome criticism. Nothing helps you learn and grow faster than constructive feedback. It's easy to get lost in the universe that you create with your music. Of course, that universe can easily be shattered when it collides with the real world. Yeah, I mean, another another very good point here. And I think you've got to have, you know, uh, you got to have a support group in some senses of people that will provide you, you know, the right kind of criticism. I was listening to a podcast over the weekend, which was nice. I got to catch up on a whole bunch of ones that I wanted to listen to. And there were some guys talking about, you know, putting stuff on the internet and then having people comment there and how harsh (laughs) that people really can be. So that's not the type of criticism that you need to be paying attention to. You need to be looking and listening for people that you trust, but that will actually provide you with, you know, real feedback for yourself and your career. Yeah. I mean, part of me thinks that if, 
you're lucky enough to have a circle of friends of which some of them are more successful than you in a field that you want to be in. That's the kind of person that you want to get criticism from because they'll be honest with you. Someone that is less successful than you isn't going to want you to be more successful. So their criticism won't necessarily be coming from a genuine place, right? So so it's 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 the kind of criticism, but on the other hand, if you know, if and when you're at a point to where you're starting to put your music out there, you, you have to know that some people are going to like it and some people aren't. And and you know, you can't you can't want to fight everyone that gives you a bad Yelp review. You know, it's like, you know, you're you're an artist and artists put their art out in the world. And along with that comes the critic. And the critic also feels like they're an artist and their art is is discussing your art. And, you know, you're not going to make everybody happy. So you have to take the good with the bad and not be quick to be defensive about, uh, you know, negative anything negative and um and just take it for what it is you know what i mean is this is this someone that you feel like is someone that you respect or is it just some fucking youtuber that you could give two shits about who like works at a pizza place during the day it's like who gives a fuck what they say you know (laughs) so 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 uh so you know what i mean it it, it, it's it's uh it's kind of a case-by-case basis but but i do believe that uh that criticism is important for growth as an artist. Last one, number five, develop your talent. You must commit to spending time every single day practicing your craft. I know there was a lot of other stuff to do like performing, networking, booking, marketing, and tweeting, but it's all for naught if you aren't consistently creating mind-blowing music and advancing your skills. Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to what you were saying initially with, you know, the definition of success of how much can you actually create, you know, how much time and energy and effort do you have to be able to spend time, you know, creating uh, music or whatever your artistic output is. And yeah, I mean, I think that, that they're absolutely right. I mean, you know, another thing, well, I'll stop there and let you comment on this one. I mean, uh, look, it's at the end of the day, the product that you're selling is the music, right? And you want to be able to, you know, I mean, it's like, look, if you're if you're making an album's worth of material, right? And this may be a little old school sounding, but like you're putting out like a 10 song record every couple of years, that's that's a pretty minimal amount of effort whenever you break that down. You know, so it's like, but your, but your, but your music is the most important thing and making sure that your pencils are sharpened and your brushes are clean and you know, your, 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 your skill level is progressing. Right. I mean, it's like, I mean, dude, Zach Wilde, he rehearses and goes over scales and, and, and just, you know, he brushes off the, you know, he just, he does even if it's 20 minutes a day, he always says that it's 20, 20 minutes. He's now 20 minutes better than he was yesterday 
because like and he's not writing songs every day but he's still practicing and maintaining his ability right and 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 he's uh this this is you know his hands and his guitar this is this is how he makes a living and um and he, and and there's one thing i can say about that guy man like he loves it he loves playing guitar like you know what i mean put that guy give that guy a guitar and put him on stage 365 days a year and he is stoked because he loves playing music and he loves playing guitar and this is you know this is a 50 year old guy that's been doing it since he's been 18 years old and he fucking loves it and i think that that is an important factor to this as well it's like you have to love it that much to really want to get something out of this you know what i mean no you're exactly right i mean it you know a little bit different uh level you know it's funny that you talk you know i was gonna say a guy who's not quite as successful um but that's not really the right way to frame this especially in light of what we're covering you know it's it's mike from darkest hour you know who i manage mike schleibaum who same thing you know he loves to play guitar and in fact you know what what i love about him is you know and i didn't know him back then but in high school you know he had a choice of whether or not he was going to go to college on a hockey scholarship or whether or not he was going to go play in a band and he you know and and this is a guy who i know loved playing hockey because i go to games with him but he loved guitar that much that he gave up you know something that was probably a little bit more of a sure thing um and still to this day you know he is the guy who is happiest when he's got a guitar in his hand and when he's on stage so it sounds like he's very similar to zach but yeah with so many of the other artists and you know as somebody that that has the privilege of developing a lot of artists some of them do they really fizzle out because when it comes down to it they don't have that you know drive they might think they have the drive you know because that's a huge thing with weeding people out in whatever profession it may be you know even on the business side because you and i talk about that and can relate on that i mean how many managers you know, you and I have been managing bands pretty much the exact same amount of time. How many managers or booking agents or whatever have we watched, you know, be there for a few years, maybe even 10 years, and then, you know, fizzle out? It's just so interesting. You really have to have that, that you know, true drive like you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, look, just to, just to sum this up from my end and to reiterate from my end as well, it's like, Look, if this is something that you passionately want to do in life, make music your career, once again, focus on the music. You know, your currency is the amount of music that you make. Do not focus on money. Focus on the music and the money will come. That is my best suggestion for today's topic. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's you know so well put, and I think even so on the business side, more for me on the managerial side. You know, very early on, I was just talking with somebody about this today. You know, we knew what it took to really work hard and grow and develop our artists, and we doubled down on that. You know, I I had other people on my team because I knew that that's what it took to help grow these artists, and I always told them, you know, yes, what if we do this right, you know, these bands will grow, and by these bands growing, we'll get recommended to other bands, and thus far, you know, it's been something that, that has really worked because we focused on 
you know, it's not making the music that we're doing. We focused on, you know, managing the artists and helping market and grow them. So, yes. Well, that concludes episode 26. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. Because, hey, people, we do the show for you. Consider it a tool for understanding this ever-so-challenging and confusing business of music. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? Yeah, one thing that I was going to add that I forgot when we when we went in and, and kept working on developing your talent. One, one thing that I was just going to add is... is finding you know balance in your life through all of these things when you're defining and achieving success having things outside of music you know to keep you grounded and and happy as well and in speaking of that when this episode airs i will be completing a five-day bike trip that i'm about to head off on tomorrow and that's part of the balance that i've got to have in my life to be able to get out there and you know put put the pedal to the metal i guess they're you know put the feet on the pedals and and get rolling um so i'm looking forward to that and uh yeah once again thanks for finding a great article for those of you out there in loyal listener land please rate us and review us wherever you are listening to this podcast and as many of you know i have two coaching classes on sale which you can find out more about them at outerloopcoaching.com So have a great week, and thanks for listening to us. Thanks, everybody. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com, and I'll see you there.